at all. Hey, hey, hi, we bees. I hope you guys are well. Um, welcome again to another episode. You know, let me say this, ne? I know I say this all the time, but I genuinely mean it. I'm excited, guys. Like, I was, I was actually telling my wee, my, my, I almost said my wee crew, my wee bee fam. Uh, I'm excited about this podcast every single time I come here, more than I was excited about getting my degree. That's how much I love coming here and, you know. So, we're still continuing with our series, um, God Attends Church. That's the main um, what you call sermon, like the title of the sermon series. And so today's title, today's title will be mentioned after I read the scripture. Mark 9, verse 9, verse, all right? Get your Bibles while I'm still... I'm, I'm, I'm old school. I don't do the whole... No, I like this one. Mark 9, verse... 29. I'm going to read one scripture just so that I don't, I don't have a, pl- a plethora. Is it a plethora? Yeah, a plethora of scriptures. Mark 9, 29. He replied, this is Jesus talking, this kind can only come out by prayer. All right. So, the title for today's sermon has a double entendre, meaning a double meaning. Okay. The title is Entertaining Distractions. I'm going to say that one more time. Entertaining Distractions. How is it a double entendre? Because I think that we are living in a time where people are entertained by distractions. And not only are they entertained by distractions but they are entertaining distractions i hope that makes sense like not only are they entertained by the distract by distractions but they are entertaining distractions and i feel like one of the problems we have nowadays in the 21st century so-called church okay and by by church i mean the circular that you see that church you see on on news on the news that one yeah that church you see on the news, that one where they do, the, yeah, that church. That church, I think and I believe, the entertaining distractions and they are distracted by the entertainment center and these things. They are, like For them, it's just like all about entertainment. So, in this passage we are reading here, we are finding that the disciples were basically, there were some disciples who were left behind. And Jesus went up with some of his disciples to the mountain of transfiguration and they saw his beauty and they saw his splendor. And while all of that was happening, there was a group of disciples that were on the floor. By on the floor, I mean they were not on the mountain. They were, they were down there. All right. And what happens is there's this man who pulls up to the disciples and says to the disciples, Hey guys, listen up. My boy is demon possessed and I need your help because I'm just tired. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of having to be living at home with a demon in my boy. This man is coming to the disciples. He is packed with pain because his child is just filled with demons that are trying to kill him. And so the disciples attend to the boy. And all of a sudden, they leave the boy. And they're now attending to the Pharisees. Okay? Now, I started... 
diagnosing that and I'm trying to, I'm looking at it. Because when Jesus comes down, he's finding the disciples, instead of attending to the boy, they're attending to the distractions. Instead of attending to the boy to help the boy with their deliver, with his delivery, being delivered. Yeah, deliver in age. Guys, you should understand. Yeah, deliverance, yeah. You should understand. English came, boats. Anyways, so instead of attending to the boy and his deliverance, they were more concerned about the opinions of the Pharisees. So to them, it mattered more what the Pharisees thought about what they're doing than the actual deliverance of the boy. Now, how do I know this? When Jesus comes up, he says that, Oh, unbelieving generation. Because you see, if you are convinced, if you are convinced of how powerful your God is, you would not be attending to distractions. In fact, let me just say this. Guys, I think, I think there's, this, there's this misconception that people have, and I, and I said this at church, that we tend to think spiritual warfare is like people vomiting and people going on the head. No, spiritual warfare is distractions. You see procrastination. You see, you see that time, that time you have to study. All right, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. Some of us, our phones are like, are like savannah, but you can't even drink it. Okay? I hope you get it. Like they, okay, cool. They're very dry. But, but, when you have to read your Bible, all of a sudden a message pops up saying we need to talk. That's distractions, guys. That's dist- guys, take note of this now. You will never be as distracted as when you're trying to add to your spiritual self. This is why, this is why church, some of the times, it's very, like, people are trying to distract, like, kids are crying, things are happening. Why? Because that's the moment where you need to grow. Spiritual, in fact, mm, mm, hey, come on, thank you. In fact, to attend to a distraction, I want to prove how it's spiritual warfare, okay? So, when, when we are here, and we are believing for the deliverance of this young kid over here and we decide to leave what we are doing here and to go attend to something else what are we saying about our convictions okay because if we are i said this before if we are truly convinced we would not even be thinking of going and if the thought came then we would attend all right so let me, let, me just, let me just explain something. Like I said, we believe in authenticity here. So, yeah, we experienced what is, well, not really, but load shedding. Anyways, so, as I was saying, we cannot afford to be entertaining distractions as a church. And we cannot be entertained by distractions. And one thing I just want people to take note is that the church is one of the most powerful institutions that has ever existed on planet Earth. We deal with eternities. We deal with forever. Like, the church is not an entertainment center, but it is a transformational center. And this is why the truth is, we technically cannot capture the power of the church over the camera. Mm, I'm gonna say that one more time. We technically cannot capture the power of the church over the camera because the reality is, you see, once you're done with church, 
you are freed from addictions. Now, there's no camera moving around with you to show us that you're freed from addictions, but they'll show us those things about people vomiting and all of that. And I mean, it could be the case that some cases are legit, but I think most of the time, the case is that it's just entertainment. People are there just to get G. Anyways, so Jesus decides to show up to the disciples and he, 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 he says, let me show you. He doesn't say it literally, but he, he, he kind of sort of shows us how the church should actually be like. He's trying to like create a picture for us. And there are two points that I want to mention. The first thing is the church is a faithful environment. Now, what does that mean? It means it's full of faith. The church is an environment that is packed with faith. Now, we realize this when the father, the, Jesus asks the father, how long has this been? And the father says to Jesus, well, this has been happening ever since he was a kid. Hold on. We still have electricity, right? All right, cool. All right, cool. <laughs> okay. So we, we realize this when, you know, Okay, Jesus has a conversation with him and he says, and he says, he says, the father says, this demon has been, has been bothering this kid ever since he was a kid. Or this, yeah, this kid ever since he was, so it was Jay for a very long time. You get the point. You get the point. And so, Jesus then, you know, has, after the conversation, you know, after they have the conversation, what happens is, the man says, if you can help me, please do if you can. And Jesus is like, if I can, if I can. And at that moment, what was realized was what that man thought about Jesus. Like he believed Jesus, but it was not necessarily for the deliverance of the boy. He believed Jesus for the survival of the boy. And this is proven when you, when you diagnose the text because it says that it used to throw him into the fire. Who was saving him from the fire? Who had the, enough faith to... Ah. So he believed God enough just to take him out of the fire. But he didn't believe him to deliver him from the demon in totality. And now here's the thing. Church should be helping us. I'm, I'm, now I'm talking to... You know when I check on my... This means there's someone who's watching. Um, listen. You need to be delivered from end of. I must say that one more time. You need to be delivered from end of because I think for too long we have been praying just to get to end of let's realign it let's pray to bring end of here oh all right let me wrap it up number one the church is a faithful environment number two the church is a safe space do you know how much it takes for a man to come up to other men <laughs> to tell these men about a problem that he is having at home that he cannot solve. Ooh. The church is a safe space, even for men. I know, I know, I know most churches, the proportion tends to be more women, but hear me out, guys. The church is a safe space for men. And if you're a man and you're listening to this, Hear me out. You can be helped at church. There is room. God cares about men issues. Oh, I'm going to say that one more time. God cares about men 
issues. He cares how you're going to provide for your family. He cares what you're going to eat tonight. He just cares. Jesus is showing output. This, this is my last point and I'm done. Jesus is showing output. And after he shows output, what is expected from the church, he helps the boy get delivered from the demon. And the disciples come to him and they say, ah, ah, what did we do wrong? I love their attitude. Beautiful. And Jesus says, you see, these, these demons, these only come out by prayer. When I read this, I'm not going to lie to you, I was a little bit shocked and I was a little bit scared because this means that they are demons who have a home in Christian homes. They are demons who have a home in Christian homes. Because if a Christian is not praying, then it, they, they, they are kinds of demons that you're not a threat to them. And here's what I believe in. You see, those kind of demons should not even enter the church. Why? Because the church is a house of prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to conclude this series in the next couple of weeks. We'll see when I conclude. Peace, babies.